This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, research released late last year around retirement savings focused on the issue of regret as a motivator. The study put out by the National Bureau of Economic Research noted that 60% of the respondents in this study had regret for not doing a better job of saving during their working years. One of the authors of that study, Wharton's Olivia Mitchell, joins us to discuss this. She's a professor of business economics and public policy and executive director of the Pension Research Council. Olivia, great to talk to you again. Great to have you in studio. A pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I guess I mentioned this to you before we went on, but you know, we, we do have regret about you know different things in our lives. So this component of regret, I guess it's probably not a surprise to see it as a component to whatever level. In the concern about retirement savings. Absolutely right. The general issue of what people regret and why is something of very great interest to, obviously, psychologists, to social workers, but more recently to people in the financial economics arena. Because what we're concerned about is what are some of the factors that explain why so many Americans undersave and what can be done about it? So that's where I cut into the question. And you and I have talked about this in, in the past about, you know, starting saving as early as you can. And so I guess there's the connection that, you know, people maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago didn't think along those lines as much. Now they're maybe starting to do it here. And there's a way to maybe connect the two sides of that. Absolutely right. The issue is that if people don't start saving for retirement when they're young, they don't get to benefit from the compound interest and the ability to diversify their investments across a whole variety of different assets. And they'll find it very difficult to retire at any reasonable age if they don't start saving as young as possible. And by the way, saving a lot, saving 20 plus percent of your income every year. So tell us about the, the, the study that you did, how you went about it, and, and what was, you know, what was the, the more, most telling statistic out of this? Well, the motivation for our work was that we do understand there's a widespread belief that many Americans have not saved enough for retirement. Despite that, they're still retiring too early, and then they're living a very long time. And so my hypothesis was that people might be um, – Undersaving for retirement because they really don't understand how likely they are to live a long time in retirement. In other yeah. words, they underestimate their survival chances. So in this particular experiment, we first asked people about the regret that they faced, and then we gave them some information about their chances of living a long time. And um, not surprisingly, what we found in a nutshell was that people who were taught, who were informed about their chances of living a long time, were most likely to regret having uh, quit work too early, having saved too little, having claimed their Social Security benefits too early, and some other interesting, two other interesting uh, outcomes, not having purchased long-term care insurance for when they were old, and not having purchased longevity income annuities, that is, uh, the a type of income you can buy that provides you a paycheck the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. How much of then was the concern ending up about just the information that maybe they didn't have earlier on in their lives? 
So we have asked people a number of questions about their subjective life expectancy. That is, what do you think the chances are that you can live to 75, 85, 95 years old? And the evidence shows that women are particularly likely to underestimate their survival chances. And we know that if people underestimate how long they're going to live, then they're not going to save very much and they're going to consume money and run out. So um, having thought about that, we then went on and asked these people, what's the chances that you think you save too little? And 60% of people over the age 50 said they regretted saving too little. But other regrets were also predominant. So for example, 40% that had not purchased long-term care insurance wished they had. Um, 37% said that they had wished that they had worked longer. And related to that, about a a fifth of them said that they had claimed their Social Security benefits too early. Now, that's important because every year you delay claiming your Social Security benefits, your benefits go up by about 8%. So that's a really realistic kind of change that people can make in the real world. And yet a lot of folks didn't do it. And realistically, I think from a generational perspective, I think we're starting to turn the corner on some of those issues anyway. We know the data about living longer in general. There's more of a recognition of that. And because of some of the you know economic occurrences that have occurred over the last decade or two, we are seeing people work longer in their lives, working into their 70s. So there's a little bit of a dynamic here that's already starting to occur, occur here. And maybe that uh, is a benefit to the younger generations coming up. Well, it's absolutely true that the people who work longer do end up getting higher benefits. And I think the information about Social Security is beginning to get out there in terms of people understanding how much they can benefit by delaying claiming. Uh, But there still is huge misinformation and financial illiteracy about the way Social Security works. Yes, it's true. The older you are, the more likely you are to know when you can claim your benefits. And you might have a vague idea. But the reality is that the rule book for Social Security is over 2,000 pages long. So no wonder mere mortals like myself and you cannot necessarily get it perfectly right. So that that suggests that not only do we need more financial literacy in the population, but we also need to slim down the rule book and make it clearer and cleaner so that people can make the right decisions. So what is the hope that you have coming out of this information or out of this study that we will maybe start to be able to do better so that future generations are more prepared? I think we have to start really back in high school or maybe even before that, um, educating people about some basic financial concepts, so financial literacy early in life, financial literacy at the workplace. Employers, I think, are increasingly finding it in their best interest to educate their employees so that the employees don't have debt collectors calling them at work, hounding them about credit cards and so on. But in terms of the longevity risk, I think giving people more information about how long they might live is absolutely essential to making the right decisions along the life cycle so that when you get to be in your 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, you have that nest egg to to live on. One of the things I would note is that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, just a couple weeks ago released new evidence suggesting that Americans' life expectancy has gone down by four years compared to the 1960s. So this is Mm -hmm. a big shock and a big surprise, and part of it's due to COVID. Yeah. No. Uh, no expectations there. But what's important is to underscore the fact that 
your life expectancy is not how long you're going to live. Half the people live longer than that. And so what you really need to start emphasizing is the dispersion or the range around the life expectancy. And so that's something that I've been urging the CDC to try to edify Americans about, because otherwise they hear, oh, 74, well, I'm just going to die then and I might as well not (laughs) save anymore. And I think that's very, very misleading since many of us will live to be 90 or even 100. And, And again, to reinforce something, that you and I talk about a lot, the savings rate that you should be doing as a young person and even through your your 30s and 40s as much as you can, you harp on it a lot, but it's very important to save as much as you possibly can for as long as you can. It's very important to save as much as you can. I have emphasized to my own children that if you can save about 20% of your income every year, What you don't see, you won't spend. It's going to be socked away in your retirement account. And people tend to adjust their consumption naturally to the amount of money they have. So that's one good way to think about it. Um, But, you know, we have to educate the kids. We have to educate our grandkids around budgeting, planning, and uncertainty, risk management, not only for everyday life, but for retirement as well. Olivia, as always, great to talk with you. Thanks very much for your time. And congratulations on the research. Thank you. Always my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Olivia Mitchell, Wharton professor, joining us here in the studio. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.